Welcome to the Marketing That Generates podcast hosted by yours truly, Lauren Powell. For over a decade, I've partnered with business owners around the globe to create and implement their digital marketing strategy. Working together with their teams, we generate more leads, more customers, and more revenue. I'm here to make your business growth simpler by making online marketing simpler. Every week, I'll be interviewing other business owners about the strategies that are keeping their marketing relevant in the long term, so they're not hammered by monthly algorithm adjustments. So are you ready to generate more leads, better leads, and more sales-ready leads online while making the most of your oh-so-valuable time? Then this is the podcast for you. Are you tired of being promised the magic pill that's going to solve all your online marketing challenges? Well, this podcast does not promise quick overnight fixes, nor a one-size-fits-all marketing formula. Instead, it will empower you to think differently and more strategically about your marketing so that you get better results. So whether you're a business owner, solopreneur, or an aspiring entrepreneur, listen in and subscribe for zero fluff and actionable takeaways. And for bonus resources, go to marketingthatgenerates.com. So this podcast episode is a little bit different. And instead of interviewing a guest, I'm going to teach you a little bit about how to create a strategic marketing plan. So whether it is the end of Q1 or the end of the year and you are looking to level up your marketing results, I find that marketing always performs better when it's backed by a solid plan rather than trying to wing it day by day, week by week, month by month. Also, it ensures that you don't burn out your team or yourself. So do yourself a favor and do your best to strategize, plan, batch, and get ahead of your marketing. It starts by just getting one day ahead, then one week ahead, then two weeks ahead, then three weeks ahead. Next thing you know, you're sitting pretty on at least one month ahead. Your team can start to do more of the heavy lifting and you can make more data-driven decisions And as a result, the business's marketing begins performing much better. Look, this is not easy, and it's often a painful and messy transition, but it's absolutely worth it. I've seen it time and time again with my clients. So let's dive in. Step one, you are going to review your marketing performance from the previous period. So if you're making your annual plan, you're going to review the prior Uh, year's performance. If you're making your monthly plan, you're going to review the prior month's performance. If you're making the quarterly plan, you're going to review your previous quarter's performance. And why do you do this? So you can make more data-driven decisions. I really want you to do away with the gut or intuition decisions that I see plague so many business owners and often lead to squirrely results. So globally, I want you to look at key performance indicators, also known as KPIs, like total revenue generated, total leads generated, your average order value, your average customer lifetime value, your average lead value, your lead to sale conversion rate, the average number of days to purchase, the average cost to acquire a lead, the average cost to acquire a customer, your lead sources, your customer sources, and the average conversion rate across both your lead sources and your customer sources. This will give you your benchmarks. Make note of these, and if possible, compare them to the same numbers from the previous period. Now, I just want to add the caveat that some of these KPIs may sound like Chinese to you. If that's the case, that's absolutely okay. You can eventually work up to getting this data. And so if you don't yet have all of this, I would start with just total revenue generated, 
total leads generated. And that's it. Okay, then I want you to look at each of your specific offers. How much revenue did each generate? How many units did you sell of each? Which marketing channels contributed to those sales? Was it email? Was it social platforms? Direct traffic, organic search traffic, paid advertising, speaking, referrals, podcasting, etc. Then I want to know which marketing assets contributed to sales. Was it a sales page, an email, sales calls, webinars, social posts, website? And what was the average lead to sale conversion rate for each offer? What was the average cost to acquire a customer for each offer? And what was the average number of days to purchase for each offer? Make note of this data and if possible, compare to this previous period. Okay, so we've gone through step one, which is review your marketing performance from the previous period, okay? Step two, you're gonna look at those numbers and make definitive decisions on what you're going to do more of and double down on, what is not performing well and you're going to optimize, what is not performing well and you're going to just stop completely, and which new marketing opportunities, channels, or offers you're going to add to your business's plate. By the way, this last piece is often not necessary. Don't let new distract you from optimizing what's already working. I'm going to say that again because it's really important and it's where I see a lot of my clients get tripped up. Don't let new distract you from optimizing what's already working. Okay, so I want you to look at these four questions specifically with respect to your offers. So what are you going to keep selling? What are you going to stop selling? And is there anything new you're going to sell? Then look at your marketing channels, which are generating leads and sales for you that you want to keep doing and or improve upon, which are not worth your time anymore. And are there any new channels you're going to add? Then I want you to look at your marketing operations. Actually creating marketing assets is a beast of a job. It's also frequently something I find business owners underestimate in terms of workload and complexity. So be ruthless as you review what's working here, what needs improving, and what should stop. Then I want you to look at your sales channels. Marketing is not the same thing as sales, and I really want you to have clear sales channels in place. Okay, so by the end of this exercise, you should know what you're selling in the upcoming month, quarter, or year, and you should know the mechanisms for marketing and selling those offers. Okay, now in step three, I want you to get everything on the calendar. It's time to put the win on what you're selling and how you're marketing it. Look, we only have so much time every month, every quarter, and every year. We cannot say yes to everything. Putting dates down helps you see, is this marketing plan and strategy even feasible from a time perspective? So what you should know by the end of this step, number three, is one, when am I promoting specific offers? So are they all evergreen or some date constrained? And are there specific times on the calendar when I'm going to create a big marketing push for a certain offer? You should also know which marketing projects the business is saying yes to and when. So are we sending emails two times a week because that channel is working well for us? Are we adding a new channel to our plate like TikTok? When do we want to get the new channel up and running by? And how frequently will we be publishing there? Then you're also going to know which projects the business is saying no to. What are you not going to get distracted by next year? Okay, so you finished step three. You've gotten everything on the calendar. And now in step four, it's time to do the super unsexy work 
and make sure everything pencils out from an operational standpoint and a budgetary standpoint. So this is typically where I'd recommend you lean on a COO or a fractional COO or even your CFO as well. And the questions you need to answer during this step are, do we have sufficient marketing budget set aside to actually pull this off? And do we have the team in place to pull this all off? So I'm going to speak to both of, both of these things. So I often get asked, how much marketing budget should we set aside? It's typically recommended that you set aside 5 to 10% of your revenue and allocate it towards marketing. But honestly, I think this varies greatly based on a number of factors that quite frankly, are too complex for just this podcast episode. But I will say this, understanding four foundational KPIs will help you understand how much budget to allocate. So if you know, one, how much it costs to acquire a lead, two, what percentage of leads convert into customers, three, the average order value of a customer, and four, if you know how much that customer is worth over the lifetime value with your company, this will allow you to better understand how much your business can afford to spend on marketing. So for example, let's say we have business A and it costs them $500 to acquire a lead and they convert 3.5% of leads into customers. Their average order value is $1,800 and their average customer lifetime value is 15,000. Then we have business B. It costs them $6 to acquire a lead. They convert 6.5% of leads into customers, and the average order value is $82. The average customer lifetime value is $143. Now, while these are examples, they are actually real numbers from some of our Bixit clients. And the, when you compare those two businesses, you see that business A can afford to spend a lot more marketing, a lot more on their marketing than business B even though business B has tripled the revenue of business A. So business B does not have much wiggle room when it comes to profit, and they have to run a really tight marketing ship. This also means they cannot afford to hire beginners on their marketing team who might botch up their email marketing or paid advertising efforts, which are their best performing channels. It does mean that business B will, is looking at improving their organic marketing efforts to see if they can scale up revenue without drastically increasing their marketing spend. So, I hope those KPIs and those two examples help you better understand how to look at can my, what can my business afford to spend on marketing. Okay, then let's talk about marketing operations. So creating, optimizing, and promoting your marketing assets is no small feat. It often requires multiple team members, many of whom might have a specific area of expertise. So understanding whether you have the right team members assisting your marketing is crucial to successfully executing your mark, your strategy and your plan. A brilliant plan alone doesn't make for successful execution. And believe me, because I've seen this far too many times. So you really want to make sure you have the right people in the right seats helping you with your marketing. Okay, so to recap, step one, you're looking at your KPIs from the previous period. Step two, you are looking at those numbers and making definitive decisions on what you're going to do more of, what you're going to optimize, what you're going to stop doing, and what new things you're going to add to the plate. In step three, you're putting everything on your marketing calendar. You're putting the when on what you're selling and how you're marketing it. And then in step four, you're reviewing your marketing budget and your marketing operations team. And that's it. That is exactly how you create a strategic marketing plan. So 
If you're looking for help creating your marketing strategy and plan, there's a couple ways you can get our assistance. One, you can just join our free Facebook group and get free help from the Bixa team and like-minded business owners in there. Two, you could book a few half-day sessions with us. These are four hours where we work together in a very accelerated format, and we can walk through these four steps together. And three, you could become a private client. The best way to do that is to book a consultation with us. You can do that on bixamedia.com slash get dash started. I hope you found this episode helpful. I hope it helps you create a more strategic marketing plan moving forward. And if you have any questions, join us in the free Facebook group and we'd love to help you. Heck yeah. You just finished another episode of the Marketing That Generates podcast. I hope you found a few takeaways that you can put into action right away. If you want more on today's episode, head over to marketingthatgenerates.com for show notes, links, bonus resources, and related episodes. Plus, if you're looking to connect with other amazing business owners just like you, be sure to join my free community. You can get access at marketingthatgenerates.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll meet you back here next week.